Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Chof Aleph. We're going to go from the eighth last line on Chof Amud Beis 20b. Um, so yesterday we learned to halacha that the husband has to own the, the get that he gives to his wife. That's the, we learned it out from Vakosav. He should write, but it must be his things that he's writing with. So boy, Rabbi Barchama, Rabbi Barchama asked the question, are you mohzokin betablashihi shalom? There was this um, tablet plate that we were certain was hers. And she has the get written on it and she's um, divorced from him through it. Mahu, what's the, what's the halacha? Again, what's the problem? Just before we see the Gemara express it. Did she make sure to give it to him? Or did she assume it's it's hers and she's going to let him write on it and then she's going to get it back and it's and and she'll use it and then she's never given it to him and then it's not valid because it wasn't his. He didn't give her anything, basically. If it was always hers, he didn't give her a get. Yeah. Well, more the issue is, yeah, the get has to be done with his his property, basically. Yeah, his property. So he says, Do we say that she knew and she gave it to him? She didn't know that she has to right? She says, She didn't give it over wholeheartedly. But here it doesn't mean wholeheartedly whether she wanted to or not. Here it means she didn't know to wholeheartedly give it to him, but it's 100% his. It wasn't... It wasn't in her heart that she has to, she wasn't aware that she has to give this as a complete gift, and therefore she's not, and she's not, and she's not divorced unless it's hers, oh sorry, because she, because th- then she's divorced with what is hers, and we need, sorry I said Vakosav, it's Vanosan, and he gives, he gives what is his. So that's, uh, so, so again, so the question is, she doesn't know. She, um, some express it as uh, she doesn't know. Um, it seems more the question is she doesn't think that it has to be his. And once she's going to get it back in five minutes anyway, she's like, well, I'm not really giving it to him. So Amr Abaya, Abaya says, Toshma, I'll try to answer your question. It says, Afhu, Heid al-Kfar Katun Shoyu B'Tzad Yerushalayim. He also testified regarding this little village that was near Yerushalayim. There was this elder there. He used to lend to everyone in the village. If he needed money, they would go to him and he would lend it to them. However, because of the Ksav Yoro, he would, he would write the loan documents. And then he'd get people to sign it. Now, so what is, now the problem is, the document's never leaning, leaving his hand. It's, so Ruvain comes up to me, they want to take our money, so I write the document and I get other people to sign it, but now, but the document's never given to me. And we'll see that. It says, so, so it's never given to the, to the borrower or to the lender? Well, the, it's, it's always in the hand of the lender. Always in the hand so of the lender. It says, They came and asked the question, is this valid? And the Chachamim said, it's kosher. Don't you need a 
document that was acquired, I, that's a, for the document to value, it has to be acquired by the party recipient. Malaykan, you don't meet that requirement. So it needs to be owned and transferred. That's another way of expressing that. It needs to be owned and transferred. And this wealthy guy used to lend everyone money. It was never transferred because it was always his. He would take his document, right, okay, Ruvain owes Shimon, etc., etc., and then he'd just get two people to sign it, but it would be his in possession. It was never the borrower's. The borrower never took it and handed it over. So, but what do we see? Must be... There's Elalam and must be Mishum Tamrinan Akmeyamaknelahu. He gave it wholeheartedly to them. I, when he's writing this document and he's thinking about it, he's like, this is 100% the borrowers. And then when he takes it back after uh, having it being signed, he's like, I'm taking back the borrowers. He does it completely on behalf of the borrowers, and that's why it works. And we'll say the same thing with a woman and a guest. So, she, so it's her writing tablet, tabla. And we assume that when she gave it to the husband to write the get on, she gave it wholeheartedly, she gave it completely to him. Just like we can assume with this um, Zokain in this village near Yerushalayim. So, oh my Rav, my Kushya. Rav says, this uh, doesn't help us at all. Maybe an elderly sage is different because the Zokan has the connotations of a sage because he knows that he has to do the Kenyan. That's right. He says, He's a Chacham and therefore he knows it's not a valid document. That he gives it wholeheartedly to the borrower. And therefore he does it conclusively. She doesn't really, she doesn't know that it has to be, she's not aware that it has to be properly the husband's, therefore she's kind of more lending it to him. And that doesn't help because then it's not his, it's borrowed. So Elohomarova, Robert says, but I've got another source for you that this should work. It says, my hacha from the following. If you have a guarantor signed after the signatures, written after the signatures on the document, the lender can collect from the guarantor, from the Oreves, Nechosim B'nei Chorin. Remember, what's Nechosim B'nei Chorin in contrast to Nechosim Meshubatim? B'nei Chorin are what he's still holding on to, as opposed to what he's subsequently sold. So this, so what happened? You had this document saying that Ruvain borrowed this money, and even after it's signed, then the guarantor comes and says, and I, Shimon, will be the Orev. Now since it's signed, written, sorry, written in his alley, after the signatures, it's like a commitment without Adib, because again, it was already signed, the document, everything was done with Adib, and now this person just wrote on the bottom that I will be the guarantor. Now again, that, that's binding on him to that degree, but not to the degree that it, he can now collect from, that the lender can collect from Nechosim Meshubadim, from incumbent property. But again, what, but what do we see here? In this case, the document was never the Ores that is now being transferred to the lender. Because it's in the hands of the lenders, it's already the lenders, because it's been the loan and the signatures have been signed, it's already the lenders. And he's filling in this information, 
and it's still in the lender, and but it's still always the lenders. When is he transferring it to the lender? So it shouldn't be valid. So Omar Ravashi, Ravashi said, so by the fact, yeah, so he's saying by the fact that it's valid, and the milve can collect from an Chorin, we see that he knows. So Omar Ravashi, my kusha, Ravashi says not necessarily Dilma Gavra shiny Maybe a man is different because he knows it has to be acquired. What's the which means so again this lender knows that for the when the Ore wants to write on this document, it has to be considered his that he's giving it to the lender. So he gives it wholeheartedly. I don't think we're being sexist here and saying men know and women don't know. That's not really what we say. What we're saying is when when the when the toy says, Oh, you've got to write it on your document, do I think, okay, so I'll lend you this paper, I'll lend you this writing board. Um, am I thinking clearly? And men obviously in in those days were always involved in the business and the trading and the buying and the selling. So they knew the halacha. And they knew this concept that it had to be owned completely by the one party and then he transfers the document to the other party. Whereas women who weren't normally involved in this thing in uh, documents and dealings and stuff, we wouldn't necessarily know that. Not that you can't know it or that it's, her knowledge doesn't count, but just that she wouldn't wouldn't be aware of it. El Omar Ravashi, Ravashi says, El Omar Ravashi, Mahacha Ravashi says, it's from here. A woman can write her own get, and the husband can write the receipt, either that when he paid, that he's paid the super. Sha'in Kiuma get, Ella Bahoismov. Because what verifies the get, what makes it valid, the signatures. How does this help? So, according to Rebbe Meyer, as long as it's the husband's, when it is signed. So she writes the whole get, she gives it to the husband who gets the Aiden to sign, and he gives it back. That's what makes it valid. We said even according to Rebbe Lezer, it doesn't mean literally the sign, it means when it, it's given to him to hand over, because remember, Rabbi Lezer holds Ada Basirakarti, it's the transferal of the get. Also, why does it use the language of its signatures, when it means those who witness the trans, the handing over of the get, Ada Basirakarti? So, because that generally you'd get the same person. You'd say, Will you please sign the get and watch me give it to my wife? Very often, it, it wouldn't necessarily be done in different stages. So that's why it can refer to them as choices. But either way, what do we see here? What happened here? The woman wrote her get. We don't, we don't have to discuss the shofar, the husband's receipt, because that's the same actually earlier as we saw with the loan document or, or the, the above case of the orate. But with the woman, she's writing her own get. And she gives it to her husband who gets it signed and then gives it to her. And it's valid. One second, it's valid. So by the fact that we that it's valid, we see she knows that it has to be given completely to her husband. If she didn't know that, what would she be doing? She'd be like, this is my piece of paper. Here, sign at the bottom. And she kind of keeps it. Again, I'm saying, not that she's physically, but if she just mentally is, has that... But I think that if she mentally is thinking that, that it's mine, and I'm just getting him to sign it, then it's not a valid get because you don't have a nothing him giving what is his. So, but by the fact that we say that a woman can write her own get as long as he gets it signed, we see that a woman knows and is Maknuya gives it over wholeheartedly. Yeah, sorry, Dennis. Would this be a case where the woman wants to divorce the husband? In other words, she's instituting. A woman can never. A woman can't initiate the get. 
So, uh, but, I mean, if the husband agrees to divorce her, and she wants to speed up the process, or maybe she's encouraged the husband to divorce her, and she wants to speed up the process, then she organizes that the get's written. But again, that doesn't help. That, that doesn't mean she's doing anything. It has to be the husband giving the get. That's why the whole question here is, does she know that it has to be his get to hand over once she's written the whole thing? So we assume she does. Yes, Gavin, no, did you want to say something? saying that the woman, that men generally, like we said, it's not sexist, men generally know what's happening. But I think if a woman's capable of writing a 12-line get and knows what's happening... No, how the Gomorrah has concluded, how the Gomorrah has concluded is that you can assume a woman knows that. I, yeah. When you tell it, you know, he has to have it to that's give it over. Saying. She's not thinking, oh, let me just give him my document yeah, to fill up a, or my tablet or lend it to him. him. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, I wouldn't use the word cap- capable that because that's condescending. Say knowledgeable and they understand it. Maybe that it has to be given over. Okay, let's go on. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. She just wants to, she wants to expedite, like you were saying, she wants to get divorced. You know, she wants to get the process back. He's like, no, I'll write it tomorrow, I'll write it tomorrow, I'll write it tomorrow. She's like, okay, here it is. But now does she know that it's got to be his, or is yeah. she just asking him to sign her papers? No, we assume she knows, and we can say the same thing with Rav, um, Rami Barakama's question. She knows that she's got to give him the tablet to be his, to write the get on and give it back. Okay, Omar, new point. We're going to give two very similar halachas from Rava. Omar, first one. Omar, Rava, kasev lo get, but nosno beyad abdo. Because he writes a get and he puts it in his slave's hand. Because of Loshtar Matana Olov, and he writes, he also writes her, giving her this, a star, giving her the slave as a gift. Konosul Muskareshes Bo, she acquires the slave and she's divorced through the get. Now, how does she acquire? So she acquires the slave through the star, as a, uh, with the, the gift star, and then the get is acquired through the slave holding it. So in the same motion that the slave that he writes, the slave belong is I'm giving to Mark or ex-wife. As he gives that document, she acquires the slave, and through that she also acquires the get through the process of Kinyan Chotzer. Remember Kinyan Chotzer? We've had that. I don't know, we actually haven't seen it in a long time, the concept that your courtyard, your property can acquire something on your behalf. There, the class, the more classical case that's discussed later on in the Masechta is he throws the get over the wall into her garden or, you know, into her courtyard. That's Kinyan Chotzer. Now, interestingly, by him giving her the gift document, which at the same moment as she gets it, she gets the slave and then the divorce document, that does count as venosan. See, you might have thought that, well, the slave is hers, and then he's never, when has he ever given the get? The get was already in the slave's hand. There's no, but the fact that he's triggering the slave becoming hers, which at the same moment acquires the get, it counts as him doing the venosan giving the get. So that's Robber's thing. He says, how can Robber say that that works? The slave is a chotzer that moves, and a chotzer that moves does not acquire. He says, maybe he'll say where it's, he's standing still. He says, anything that 
could walk, cannot acquire it. Even if he's standing or sitting, he cannot acquire it. So a slave can't work as a chotzer. So the moral of the is a So you have to say that the halacha is where it's tied up. The slave is tied up, and that's why he's he belongs to the woman, and therefore he's a chotzer. He's her chotzer as soon as she acquires him, and he's a chotzer sheino mahalechas that cannot move because he's tied up, nice and security. Tosos introduced a new factor. Let me just find it here. Um, yeah, if you look, the hilchas of a kapos. It says kapos for yoshen. He has to be tied up and asleep. As we see later on, Nayor Eino Get. If the slave's awake when he hands over the get, I mean, that could be a standard case. It's her slave and he gives her the star. It doesn't count as a get. Because it's a court that acquires not on her das. I, the court chart of an interesting way of expressing it, but these are all learned out from Drosha's. Um, that the courtyard has to act on her behalf. A slave who's awake is his own mind doing his own things. Yeah. He might be trying to help or whatever, but it's him doing it on his behalf. When he, it's always him. It's not on her dice. If he's asleep and you slip it in his hand, well then he's purely not acting on his own volition. It's, his, it's this woman's property. Who the gets being put in the property's thing. And again, it's tied up, so you can't move. So very interesting, Neotosis introduced that, that you need, um, it's not good enough that he's just tied up, he also has to be asleep, but the requirement's different. He needs to be tied up so that you can't call him a moving courtyard. And he has to be asleep so that you can say that the courtyard's acting on her das and not on its own das. Um, yeah, okay, and it's learned out from Drosh. It's not going to go into the Drosh's now. Rather go a bit further. Now, so that's the one halacha of Rav. A second halacha is says, V'omar Rav, apostle He writes a get for her and he places it in, in his courtyard. Because of Lashtar Matona Olav, and he writes a gift document on it, she acquires the courtyard. So he hands over the document that's a gift, saying, this house I am giving to you. She acquires the house. The courtyard, when Ms. Garesh is born, she's divorced through the document. Again, same mechanism as we said before. Strictly speaking, putting it in his courtyard doesn't help. It's got to be in her courtyard. But since he writes the document and he gives it to her saying, this courtyard is a gift to her, so he puts the get in the courtyard and then he gives this document saying, it is your courtyard. That giving of the document which triggers the courtyard transferal and the get now in her hand, counts as Venosan. So once we're using the same mechanism, the Goddess says, Vitzricha. You, you might have asked, why do we need both teachings of Robert by the slave and the... Does she have to know that the get is in the courtyard? Does she have to know that the get is in the courtyard? Does she have to know that the get is in the courtyard? Does she have to know that the get is in the courtyard? Does she have to know that the get is in the courtyard? Does she have to know that well, look, I wouldn't say that as a problem because it's not a problem. But we'll touch on it actually on today's stuff. But remember, as long as he gets to get into her hand, whether she's happy or not, she's divorced. So I mean, that's going to come up now. That point, but um, but I don't know. As long as the I don't think she has to necessarily know that the gets there. As long as it's theoretically yeah, safe, more safe. It's yeah. not going to just blow away or mm. get ruined or something like that. It's got to be a chotzer mishtameres, a courtyard that whatever's protecting this, that's in it. They put a stone on it to keep it there. 
So we need both cases. We need both the Ebed and the case of the Chotzer. Remember, they're very, very similar to the same mechanism um, that uh, they her, they, his possessions that he's putting the get in and he's transferring the possession with the gift that as he gives her the gift, she now gets the slave or the courtyard and the document that's in it is transferred to her at that same instant and therefore he's fulfilling the requirement of an Asan. If it would have just taught the case, the case of the slave, I would have said it specifically the slave. Because, but if it's a courtyard, we might have thought there's a Zaira that it doesn't work because of a Chotze that she receives afterwards. What would happen if he goes, he's puts, he knows she's looking at a property to buy. So he goes and he puts the get in that property. And, and she, subsequent, she subsequently buys the property. So she acquires the property and the get's in there. That doesn't work. Um, um, why? Because as we put out, when he gives the document transferring the property to her, he's the one who's triggering the get going into her property, and therefore it counts as Venosan. Um, but, you know, maybe there should be exaggerated, because if it's put in his friend's courtyard, and then she only acquires it from that courtyard later, <coughs> then he's, never, he's not the one who did the Venosan. He's not the one who made the get <coughs> transferred to her. So if Rava would have only taught the halacha regarding a courtyard, I would thought specifically a courtyard. But maybe it should not work with the slave, because even if it's tied up, you should make the xayra that they might give it to the slave when the slave's not tied up. And as we said, if the slave can move, it's not a, it doesn't work as a chotzer to acquire on her behalf. So Kamashmala said, no, we don't have such gazeras. Okay, so we see those halachas. Omar Abai says, Where do you learn out that a Kenyan chotzer works? Because it says, in her hand. So we're going to see just as her hand holds things for her, so to her courtyard holds things. We'll see it's a drosha later on. But we're learning it from miyodo. Now a Bible that says, Mayodo de Isa Bain Midato Bain Balkorcha. If it's put in her hand, then she's divorced, whether she wants it there, whether she wants to be divorced, or Balkorcha or against her will. Again, as I pointed out, I mean, this, it's interesting, you both asked the question that this halach is relevant to, but the the get being placed in her hand can be completely against her will. But that's all, um, that, that's specifically by putting it in her hand. And that's where we learn our chotzer from. But this case of where he's giving her the land or the slave as a gift, or he's giving his courtyard or his slave to her as a gift, that works if she's midato. But not if it's against her will. Why? But you can't force someone to accept a gift. I can't come to you. Here's a, an amazing slave accepted as a gift. If you want to, you can accept the gift, but you don't have to. So a buyer is saying you can't make the comparison. Granted, it has to, it has to be a scenario where she can't say no. Whereas if it's been transferred to her through the mechanism of a gift, she can say no, and therefore it shouldn't work. So Matki Flora Simi Barashi challenged, again, this is a bias. It's a little bit of a difficult language because 
you know, it was Abaya challenging Robert, so now he's hanging up Simi Barashi is challenging Abaya, but basically, yeah, he's refuting Abaya, he's defending Robert. He says, Baho Shlichus le Kabola de Midata Isa, Balkor Chaleisa, Kabe Shlias le Kabola. He says, Look, I'll show you. We see Bash, if she sends a Shaliach to accept the get, I remember we know this halacha, we've seen it a few times, that just as the husband can give the get to a Shliach to hand it to the woman, to his becoming <laughs> HR, so too the woman can send the shliach to receive it on her behalf. But now this shliach can only accept the gift if she wants it. If she, sorry, if, sorry, this, not gift. This shliach can only accept the get, the divorce document on her behalf if she wants it. If she doesn't want it, it should not be accepted. So we see that the gift, that it doesn't have to be something that can only work if it goes through against her will. It says, Vabaya, how would a wise Vabaya not look at it like that? It says, What? Shluchos is learned from Miyoto, from the drosha by her hand. It's learned now from the drosha of, instead of saying Vishalach, it says Vishalcho. So I think what he's saying is, there are different requirements when we're using the mechanism of Yoda, I her hand or her chotzer, compared to when we're using the mechanism of her shliach receiving it. But shliach has got different requirements. But this Kenyan chotzer has to be the same as miyado. And the chotzer doesn't, can't, so it can't be a chotzer that's given through a gift, which she can then refuse the gift and not receive the gift. That's how very, I thought it was quite interesting. We're, we're breaking it up into where you're learning that principle from, and we learn out relevant halachas specifically from that principle. So you're right. So the Sholcho is its own drosha, and that can work whether she, and that can work even though she doesn't want him to act as just shliach. He cannot receive the get on her behalf. Balkorcha can't work, but when she wants it, he can. That's fine. But by Kenyan Chotze, which is learnt out from the Yodo, <coughs> when it comes to her hand, if he puts it in her hand, it goes through whether or not she wants it. So to the Chotze, it has to be this, that we're using the Chotze to give the get to her, for her to acquire the get. It has to be in a scenario where she gets it, whether she wants it or not. Whether she gets where she, the, yeah. the, which would mean it has to already belong to her. The kotzer yeah, has yeah, to already yeah. belong to her because then when the husband goes and puts it in the kotzer, there's no way she can say no. But again, for the husband to transfer it as a gift, she could say no. So that's why Abai makes that distinction. As I'm sure you can also see, it's a little bit of a far-fetched distinction because yeah. like, yeah. it seems like it doesn't seem yeah. to be necessary. It says the e boys aim. Alternatively, you can say shlichus le kapola third last line. The e boys aim. Alternatively, you can say shlichus le kapola nami eshkechon bal korcha. You, there is a case where someone can receive it as a shliach against her will. Because a, a, has, a father can receive the get on behalf of his minor daughter against his, her will. So we see that shlichus works. We're saying that shlichus works to receive the get because there is a scenario where the father can where, yeah, where it can be received through a shliach against her will. Yeah. But where do we see that a gift can ever be received on her behalf against her will? There's no such thing as a gift being received on someone's behalf against her well, There's no such thing as her being forced to accept the gift. So that, that's what I mean. Therefore, 
Abayah says there's that clear distinction between shlichus, which sometimes can be forced upon her, that she's divorced through the through a shliach, whereas re- receiving the get, if it was her father, but we never see that by uh, shliach. Okay, let's go on to the next point, quoting from the Mishnah. It says, Al-Ala Shazayis, if it was her, you can write the get on an olive leaf, and then it says, you can also write it on the hand of a slave, or a horn of a cow, as long as you give the slave or you give the horn. So the Mishnah asks, Okay, I understand why the Mishnah says that he has to give, if he writes the get on the slave's hand, he has to give her the slave because he can't cut off the slave's hands. But by the horn of the cow, why does he have to give her the whole cow? Just write the get on the horn, so tell him to chop off the horn and give it to her. Why does he have to give her the whole horn? Why can't he cut off the hand of the slave? I'm surprised, right? She seems to have to like learn it out. I would have ta- taken it as obvious you call it. She's a semi-Jew, but that's a long line. It says the Shaykh of Mitzvahs, he's connected to Mitzvahs. And you're not allowed to injure him. And Kaunov is a proof. Why? What Mitzvahs is a slave obligated in? The same as a woman. Mm-hmm. So he is obligated in Mitzvahs. So someone who's obligated in Mitzvahs, you can't just go and harm them. Um, and you hire for it. And, I'll, and it seems Rashi says, I'll give you a proof that you're not. He says, If you do injure a slave and he loses a limb, he goes free. We see you are not allowed to injure a slave. So you definitely can't cut off the slave's hand and therefore give it to her. Um, but the cow's hand. So Alma Kral, the Pasuk says, But Kosav. And it's connected to the Nosan law. You write it and you give it to her. So it says, Misha The get only works if it's just missing writing and giving. Yotza, which excludes the Yotza, Zedas, Kaisha Mokhusar, Siva, Kitsitsa, Venisina, where you have to write it, cut it off, and give it. And as we'll see, this is also the source why you can't give things that are attached to the ground, because the get has to go straight from being written. To the only issue being giving it to her. As soon as you have to do some process to actively be able to give it to her, like here, cut it off the cow, or cut it from the ground, then it doesn't. Then it's an invalid get. Um, Rabbi Yosi Aglili says he says you can't. He says you can't have a get written on food or any or living things. Says my time at Rabbi Yosi Aglili. What's the source for Rabbi Yosi Aglili? So Tatanya, as we learned in a Brisa, Sefer, it says a book. Any Ella Sefer, that implies parchment. The get has to be written in parchment. How do I know that you include and you can write the get on anything? The Torah says, write for her. I, it's just got to be written for her, including everything. And why did the Torah bothering saying Sefer? Why call it a safer Christmas, which implies that it has to be written on a parchment? Once you're going to tell me anyway, because of law, it just has to be written for her. It doesn't have to be on parchment. So it's not my safer. It's to tell us that just as a safer piece of parchment is not alive and it and it's not food, so too the get has to be written on something that is not alive and not food. So, so the, write on, 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 a, on a slave. Yeah, according to Rabbi Yossi, you would not be allowed to write it on a slave, a cow, uh, olive, an, an olive leaf probably, because they also used to eat those, I think. Um, so that would be possible. 
What about the rabbis? They should have this also, Joshua, that it can't be written on food because the Pasuk compares it to a Sefer. He says, no. If you would have said in a book, then in a, in a Sefer, I would have learned it like you. I should have said Sefer, but now that it's written as a Sefer, um, um, the drosh is actually different. It's It's coming to tell over the saper, like sipur yotzias mitzrayim, tell over the sefiras dvarim The get's coming to tell over the the events. I the get is the get's telling a story that so and so is divorcing so and so, and that she is completely uh, separated from him, etc. <laughs> But so they have again. So they don't learn. So Rabbi Yossi learns Sefer as telling us something similar to parchment, I inanimate, and not food. Rava, the Rabbanon are learning Sefer to teach us more like it's got to be something that relays all the important events. Oh, so then what do they do because of? Again, Rabbi Yossi learned because of to tell us that the get can be written on anything basically. So, but they already know that they have no limitation, no reason that you would think the get can't be written on anything. It's got to be something permanent. Permanent, but uh, but but it's but where do we see that it's limited to a parchment or anything like that? That you need Vukosov to come and say no, you can actually write it on a bullet. Pardon? We haven't seen that before. That what? That it can't be written on other branch. It can't be written on the slide. This is the first time we've seen that it has to be something that's... Well, Rabbi Yossi said that in the Mishnah. Yeah. That it can't be written on something alive or food. That was Rabbi Yossi. But again, so Rabbi, how did Rabbi Yossi know that? Where does he... So firstly, it says, no, it says Sefer. So you might have thought only parchment. And therefore it says, Vakasav, to sound anything. The Rabbana come along and say, Sefer is not telling us parchment. Sefer is telling us the style that it has to be. It has to contain personal information. It's got to, narr- it's got to narrate the event. It's got to tell that they're getting divorced. But, so then Sefer never told them that only parchment. So they already knew that it could be written on anything. So what's the cost of law coming for? The Rabbana, the high cost of my own delay. Says me boy lay, they need it. Me boy lehu, they need it. But siva miskareshes, vain miskareshes, but To tell us that you only get can get divorced through this document, through writing a get, and not through handing over money. Salkatay tachaminem. You might have thought a kishetzia lahavaya that connects divorce to marriage. Mahavaya bekesef, atyetzia bekesef, and therefore just as marriage can be performed through. Kesef. I mean, that's how we perform marriage. We give her a ring. We give her something of monetary value. So it can be formed. So maybe you can also get divorced through giving her some money. Kamash Malan comes to teach us that no, only through Sav. The Pasuk is, So he marries a woman, and then he doesn't find, she doesn't find favor in his eyes. He finds her to have committed uh, acting inappropriately. Because of law, he writes her a Sefer Krisus, the Nosan Biyoto, the Shilchomi based on she sends her from his house. Oh, and then it says, I think it's the next one, it says, and she goes to another man. So we see it's connecting divorce to marriage. Oh, so just as marriage can be performed through uh, through uh, with Kesef, Kesef Kiddushin, so to divorce comes along with Sefer Kosev. The Idir, where does Rabbi Yossi know this from? Rabbi Yossi used the cost of to tell us that the get can be written on anything. 
So where does he know that the get has to be through writing? Maybe a contribuosi. How does he know that you can't do, use kesef kiddushin? He says, not kelaim is sefer krisos because it says sefer krisos, sefer korsa ain't dovarache korsa. Specifically, a sefer can a thing that's uh, a book can separate, uh, not a book, a scroll can separate them, but as we said, a safer means anything written on anything, but nothing else can cause the separation. The idiot, why don't the rabbis learn it from there, from safer, um, from safer Christus? No, they need that safer Christus to teach us that it has to be something that completely severs the bond of the husband over the wife. Why could Atanya, as we learned in the Raisa, if the husband says, or more than says, he writes it in the get, he says, This is your divorce document on condition that you don't ever drink wine. Or you never return to your father's home. That is not separation, why? Because he's retaining power over her. However, if he says you can't drink wine for 30 days, or you can't visit your father for 30 days, that is considered Christus. But again, what do we see? Rabbanon says, Sefer Christus has come to tell us that it's only a get if he completely severs um, the bond between them. That he has no right over it. Says, but, and where does Rabbi where does Rabbi Yossi know this halacha from? He corrates Christus. It could have just said corres, but it says Christus, so you can learn the double drosha. Again, he's learning a double drosha, corres to, t- um, um, sefer, uh, to teach that it is... Uh, that it's only the safer Christus and not thing, and also for the fact that it's not Chorus and Christus, he can learn the structure that it has to be a complete severance. Says the Edith, oh, why don't Rabbanon learn it from Christus as opposed to Chorus? Chorus, Christus, Lotashi. They say, what you can't tell, that's not a drosha. The Torah didn't need to change or write it one way or the other, and it's changing to make a drosha. Okay, so that's that Mishnah. Let's move on to the new Mishnah. You cannot write on something attached to the ground, as this is, as we saw, as I explained at the top yeah. of the summer, as the Gemara explains, that because it says, etc., and you have to write it and give it, whereas if you write it on something that attached to the ground, you're going to have to write it, cut it, and then give it. So if I'm writing on a wall and say, this house is now yours. Yeah, that wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, Is attached to the ground. Yeah, I'm just trying to think because there—that's a kind of random. That is a good giving because that's a giving without. Uh, you're giving you the whole house, and part of the yeah. house is the gate. So, so you're fulfilling the nasan. Maybe that would work, just as if you. Maybe it would work. I need to think about it a bit more. Um, what is Raji saying? Yeah. Because there's no, no, nothing stopping you writing and then giving. And you can't tell me that, no, you have to write it, give it as a gift, and then she receives the get as a gift. Because we saw Robert said very clearly, you can yeah. write it, place it in the thing, in the chotzer, and then give it the chotzer. So it's still that. So, it's not only earlier, uh, so maybe, so maybe, maybe you're right. I'm not sure. Good question. If he wrote it on something attached to the ground and then he detached it and then he signed it and gave it to her, that is valid. 
Rabbi Yehuda Poisel Rabbi Yehuda says it is completely invalid unless both the writing and the signing were on when the document was detached. According to him, you couldn't do that. Pardon? According to him, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't have it, you can't write it on a branch, cut off the branch, and then carve or, or, and then write, sign the signatures. According to the first opinion, you can. According to him, you can't. Rabbi Yudah says, You're not allowed to write the get on paper that can be erased, sorry, that was previously erased. Neither on because you're able to forge it. It is kosher. So both of them, Niyor um, Muchak and Diftera, are documents that if you would erase the writing of the text or take out, change some of the conditions, erase and change some of the conditions, you wouldn't be able to pick up on it. Therefore, it's a document that can be forged and you would not be allowed to do it. So it's three, I see three versions of what is what's this paper that's erased um, what's the exact scenario because remember there's the writing of the get and the signing of the signatures so which parts can or can't be or neither on paper that has previously been erased again remember if it's paper that's previously been erased we're assuming that um, you could easily erase some of the writing and then rewrite whatever you want over it and because you write Paper looks, what's it, looks second hand, but it already looks second hand, so you're not going to pick up on it. So Rashi says the case is if it's all on the Yarmuchak, if the whole page was um, erased, I, where the get is written and where the signatures are signed, then it's invalid. It says as you can erase everything except the signatures and then adjust the conditions in it. Very dangerous. You know, they always say, be careful when you're signing at the bottom of a paper that no one's going to come and fill in something above your signature. But you'll be saying the same thing. If it's all on erased paper, then they can just erase the writing of the get, leave the signatures, and write the get exactly as they want it. I'm divorcing my wife, plus I'll pay X, or, you know, whatever the, the thing is. Laurent says no. He says, if you take a document that you've scratched out once, and then there's somewhere in the document that you scratched out twice, you're going to see it. So if the whole page was, the whole page was a, something that had been erased once, and now you're going to leave the signatures and erase the writing, you're going to see that it's more worn there. You're going to see that it was erased twice. So therefore the run says, it must be the cases where the writing was on an erased part, and the, get, the signatures were on fresh parchment. So only the top half of this document that they write in the get on was erased. And the bottom half where the signatures were is good. And therefore, when you erase the whole top part, you can't tell that some of it's been erased and adjusted. And, you, and the signatures are there on the fresh parchment as they've always been. Tostos on the next page learned differently. They say that no, it's if both are on the mochuk, then it's kosher, gay like the run, and unlike Rashi. And the case is where the signatures are on the erased part. This case at its possible is where the signatures are on the erased part and the rest of the documents on fresh parchment. Because then again, you can just imagine, you just erase the document. You now well, the top of the document looks the exact same as the signatures because it's all erased, yeah. and you write whatever you want. Okay, so either way, and that's a, the same thing with Tuftera is this parchment that you can't pick up on the erasing, and it uh, Diftera, and we'll see that uh, when we later on in the Gemara, not today, but when we get there. So it's we said the Reisha started by saying 
you're not allowed to write the get on something that's attached to the ground. And now it comes along and says, if you wrote it on something that was attached to the ground, etc. It seems to contradict itself. That's where you left the Torah, the essential part, must be left unwritten and must be written when it is um, detached from the ground. So you can't, as we thought when we read the Mishnah, you can have the whole get written, accept the signatures, then detach it from the ground and sign the signatures. Rabbi Yehud is explaining that, no, the Torah can be written, um, the, sorry, the Torah cannot be written. It's only the toyface, the standard parts of the get that can be written, but the personal information contained in the get has to be written after it's already detached. Okay, they all learned this Mishnah the same way. Again, the contradiction between the opening line which says you're not allowed to write to Khubar, and then the second line which says if you wrote to Khubar but left the signatures, it's valid. Says, what do you mean? Are you not allowed to? Or but yeah, but you are allowed to. So he says, so all these opinions learned that it's where you left the toe face. It's, it's where only the toe face was written while it was attached. That the toe face again is the standardized part of the get, whereas the toe which has to be written after it's detached, is the unique, the names, the dates, and the, the names, the dates, and the place. The, the dates, the names, and the place. And you explain this all according to Rebelezer, that it is Adim who hand over the get that affected. And this is what it's saying. You're not allowed to write a toe face in case you also come to write a toe. This is the one that's attached, still attached to the ground. However, if you did write the toe face and you detached it and then you wrote the toe and gave it to her, it is valid. Again, this is all Rebeleza because again, Rebeleza holds that the get has to be written Lishmo, but that's only the personal information that make it a unique yeah. get. The standardized test does not have to. So he holds as long as you pick it before, then pick the get, detach the get from the ground before, then that's fine. But again, there's always that the chachili you shouldn't do it because there's a concern, a concern that someone might forget and write part of the essential part of the get before it's attached and then it's invalid. So that's the one we're learning. Mereish Lokesh, or Mereish Lokesh says, says the Mishnah says the signatures. I, you're being a bit too liberal in how you, uh, in how, well, you're being too limiting on the get. It implies that even if the whole get was written while it was attached and just it's then detached and just the signatures are signed, it is valid. That's what it sounds like the Mishnah was saying. And so he's arguing on all the above say, rabbis. It says, Rebbe Meir, he, and it's the Rebbe Meir, um, that it's the Aedim who signed the document that make it effective. It says, and this is what it's saying, you're not allowed to write the document, the get, even the, um, you shouldn't even write the essential part in case you come to sign it. But Kosovo Torah, if you did write the, sorry, not the other, the unique part, Kosovo Torah, Tolsha, then you picked it, Kosovo, and only after picking it, you signed it for Nosvalo and gave it to her, Kosher, then it is valid. So you see, Reish Lokish, we have a Machlokes here, how to learn the mission? Is it Rebbe Nezor or is it Reish Lokish? If you, is it Rebbe Meir? If you learn, like we brought that whole list of sages who said that it's Rebbe Lezer, they learn that what we mean, Rebbe Lezer holds the actual get has to be written Lishmo, but it's the essential information that has to be written Lishmo. So if the standardized text is written 
for um, on something with Khubar. Then you detach it and write the essential information. You shouldn't do that in case you forget and write the whole game. If you learn like French Lockage, then you can be just discussing the signatures. Because according to Rabbi Meyer, it doesn't matter how the document's written and who wrote it. It's just the signatures that have to be done on a valid case. Um, but then what about the Lajman being a... He doesn't hold that that has to be written Lishmo. Okay. The Lishmo, when we said that the get... Ha- yeah, when, Rebbe, when the Pasuk says, but Kosav law, you shall write it for her, it has to be Lishmo. According to Rebbe Meir, that's the signatures. Oh, okay. oh. The signatures have to be done for the sake of the get. Okay, and we'll leave it there for today. Have a very good day.